Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime podcast for Wednesday, July 17, 2019, episode 171. I am your host, Victor Omoyo, and with me as always is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's going on, y'all? Yes, and joining us in the studio, we have a very special guest in the building, a local artist straight out of Rhodey. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for Allison Blackwell. Hi, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for uh, for joining. Thank you so much for having me. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so tonight we're going to be talking about um, you know, you know, your st- uh, your your art, your work, you know, and also interestingly enough, your foray your foray into MMA, mixed martial arts. Yeah, I've never been on a podcast before either, so like mm-hmm. this is the, the first time. Oh, <laughs> amazing! Wow, <Well, Yeah. laughs> breaking breaking new ground. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, so yeah. So we have a we have one of our uh, esteemed uh, friends of the show, Kyle Chapman, uh, joining us on the on the chat, saying he's asking the question: Can I be thirsty? Yes, you can, sir. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> Sir, I don't understand the question. I mean, you have water at home, don't you? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't get, I don't get it. But anyway, uh, yeah. So thank you so much for uh, joining us all, uh, one and all. Um, you can find all of you can find our episodes as per usual on Facebook Live every Wednesday evening, as well as uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and as of last week, Spotify. Spotify. Woo! Yes. Actually, we got on like while we were still on while we were still on the air last week. That's right. Yeah. That was, that was amazing. That's was like, awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, let's uh, let's get this started. We'll talk about all things nerd culture as per usual, and we'll see where the wind takes us, if you will. So uh, so we'll, we'll start with you, Allison, since you're the guest. Sure. Um, talk to us. Uh, what The story of Allison Blackwell, you know, what, what gives you life? What have you been up to? Right on. Well, I mean, I think that I've probably been a nerd for maybe my entire life. Um, It was like, you know, when I like learned to read, I was like straight into like the Narnia books and stuff. And then like my dad got me to watch X-Men and, you know, it was like 91, 92 or something like that. So it was like classic, uh, (laughs) you know, like the classic animated series and stuff. And I got into comic books from there and like, uh, I think, I mean, I always wanted to be an artist, but I I wasn't sure, like, exactly what kind. Like, I thought maybe, like, children's books and stuff. And then when my dad turned me on to comics, I was like, maybe I want to do comics. And, you know, I mean, like, when you're a kid, you go through, like, all of the different careers and stuff that you want to be. Like, I don't know, I was like, I want to be an FBI agent or, like, you know, I want to, like, be in the circus. I don't know. But, like, you know, but there was always, like, I'm going to be an FBI agent and a comic book artist mm-hmm. or like I'm going to be in the circus and I'm going to draw children's books or whatever, you know? And, um, uh, it turns out, uh, children's books is really hard. So I'm like, <laughs> <Really>? no, thanks. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. And then, um, around about like high school, I wanted to do animation. And so I was looking to go to school for animation. And so, um, I kind of like I shopped around different schools and stuff. And then I and then I don't know, like so I mentioned before, like I went to RISD and I was a native Rhode Islander and RISD was like, uh, you know, we'll give you a better financial aid package. Uh, but also it just kind of felt right. Mm-hmm. Um, and after the sort of like freshman foundation year where you like learn 
like all different kinds of art. Uh, basically, like just it's kind of like art boot camp. You're just like you're gonna learn to draw, you're gonna learn to sculpt, you're gonna learn how to do all this crazy crap that you couldn't do before. Mm. And uh, you know, um, after that, I didn't want to do animation anymore. Um, and so I went into illustration, and illustration just kind of encompasses basically like any, um, you know, like art that you create that has like a narrative in any way. So, you know, I mean, like, although even, even so it's like so many of my illustration buds are doing like surface textile design. So it's like anytime that you have like a repeat pattern on like, you know, a backpack or something like that, like somebody designed that and like I have friends who do that stuff. So, um, uh, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, I took, uh, comic book classes. I took like other types of illustration classes and stuff. And, um, I came out of, uh, school and I just kind of did it, it's kind of like being an actor you're just like I'm just going to take any work that I can possibly get yeah. and uh, it wasn't like I did a, a few like um, uh, short comics that got published in anthologies and stuff but it wasn't until very very recently that I started to actually like uh, you know like write and draw my own graphic novel that I'm uh, like so the first installment is just out now and then uh, the second one um is probably going to be out in like a year and a half i think okay um it's a a long process it's really hard <laughs> um mm. but uh but i really like doing it um and you know it's uh it's a lot different i think than um a lot of the illustration work that i had been doing up to that point because then it was sort of like you know you have a client you make your illustration and then you know that's like you know, two weeks and you're done and then you're on to the next thing. Whereas this is like, you're drawing the same characters for like, you know, hundreds and hundreds of drawings. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it, it feels really good to do it. The story felt right. And, you know, it was something that I would, had wanted to do for a long time. So mm. I'm really excited about it. Nice. That's yeah, awesome. Oh, yeah, car? Yeah. No, that was my yeah. So um, yeah, at RISD, it was at RISD where you took um, comic book classes. Mm -hmm. well? oh. Yeah, hmm. um, I uh, so at the time uh, the guy teaching the comic book classes was um, uh, David Mazzucchelli, who you might know from he did Batman Year One, oh. and uh, he worked. Um, he was like the artist on Frank Miller's Daredevil run, oh, uh, nice. and. Um, you know, uh, he also has like a bunch of graphic novels that he's written himself um, that are kind of like more on like the art house sort of uh, end of things. Like he's definitely like not um, he's like, I'm done with superheroes because he like really uh, um, working for like the big two is really they put you through the ringer and it's like a really grueling, like merciless kind of experience and he's just like if I wasn't drawing I was thinking about drawing and that you have no work life balance and he was just like if I'm going to work that hard I'm going to work on my own stuff uh, <laughs> yeah, it definitely it makes sense yeah definitely yeah. does yeah so how'd you make the uh, transition into MMA well so alright so when I was in college I um, uh, ended up by kind of like falling into being like one of the founding members of Providence roller derby. Um, and so like, you know, I didn't know Jack about sports really. Um, and none of us did. And like, it kind of was like a really long process of, uh, 
finding our footing and like, you know, learning how to play contact sports, like on roller skates, whatever. And, um, uh, and I played for a really long time and I reached a point where I was just like really frustrated in the sport. Like I didn't feel like I was getting as much as I was putting into it. And I also felt like my skills were really stalling out. Um, and so I just, I wanted to take a break. Uh, and so I took a leave of absence and I was like, well, I have to fill my time with something. Um, and so I was kind of like, well, you know, maybe, maybe I'll try MMA. I don't know. And so I kind of like, just, uh, like I emailed, um, uh, Pete Jeffrey from Triforce MMA. Uh, cause I was just like, just Googling, like seeing what was out there and stuff. And I, you know, I, I tried it and I was like hooked and I played both sports for a couple of years. And then I finally like was honest with myself and I was like, I have to let roller derby go. Uh, but you know, I, uh, it turns out I just really like to fight. (laughs) 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 It's a good time, you know, like it changes your world a little bit. I don't know. I see. Yeah. And, and when you're, and when you're fighting in mixed martial arts, like what is it about it that like kind of like inspires you? Like, does it also inspire your artwork? Do you draw any inspiration from it in that, in that capacity as well? Definitely. I, I mean, you know, like, like for a while roller derby inspired me an awful lot and it still does. Um, and I think with MMA, it's kind of like, uh, I don't know. I mean, when you grow up, like, you know, as a comic book nerd and stuff, it's like a very, it's a cerebral thing, but you're constantly reading about like these superheroes that do like really physical things all the time. Mm -hmm. And I think to me for a long time, like the, um, like the world of like the physical and like, you know, athletes and stuff like that was something that was really, uh, like it was mystical, you know, it was just like, I don't know anything about this and I don't think that it's something that I can do. And so, you know, when you kind of like try it and you find like, okay, well, if you just put in the work and you show up to practice all the time, you're going to learn things and like, yeah, it's going to suck really hard, super bad. Like at the, you know, at the start, it's, sucks now honestly but um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know i mean like you get better uh little by little day by day and then you know you can bring the same mindset to art as well where it's sort of like you know it's like not every drawing you have like you do is going to be great but if you just treat it like it's practice then you know it's kind of like uh, you know like you put in like 10 shitty drawings and then you get a good one at the end. And so it's kind of like, you know, you have a bunch of bad practices and then something clicks and you're just like, Oh, I get it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah. That's true. Yes. So growing up, you was, was you Marvel or DC? Uh, I was both. Um, I think, uh, roundabout when I was like a teenager though, I was more DC, uh, and now I'm more Marvel. It's kind of like, things shift in the industry and you know, like the studios go different ways and stuff. And so it's kind of like, it's just about what you're into at the time, I think. Mm -hmm. And also how the studios are doing. So (laughs) I think Marvel's doing just a little better. Don't you ain't nothing wrong with Marvel. (laughs) Yeah. There's a couple of Marvel series I follow. Yeah. 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 Like I see you got DC deceased. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I stopped by uh, Rock Coco's. Uh, nice. Yep, uh, this past weekend, um, after after many months uh, away, <laughs> just been yeah, just been super busy. So I, these are all my pickups for my box. 
Um, yeah, I picked up uh, the first three issues of Deceased, which is um, apparently it's like a it involves zombies. Okay. And I'm like, okay, zombies, DC Universe. Sure. Batman is the main character speaking my language. Okay. <laughs> That's a, you know, so it's like a, it's a six part uh, miniseries. So I've heard many good things about it. Haven't had a chance to crack open the first issue, but I'll definitely get into that um, right there for all the people out there. Yeah. And you can feel free to take a look at any of these as yeah, well. <laughs> um, I also got the latest issue of, of Oblivion Song. Uh, by Image Comics. Um, have you have you are you familiar with this no, series? No, uh, I haven't heard of it. Oh, this is a this is an excellent series so far. I'm liking how it's shaping up. It's by Ro- Robert Kirkman, the creator of The Walking yeah. Dead. And it's about um, it's about uh, a world where um, this this guy named Nathan Nathan Kale, uh, he he invents this machine, which um, which he unfortunately causes this catastrophe where like like half the population gets transported into this world called oblivion which is like huh. like an inverse which is a, which is like an inverse more grotesque version of our world filled with like hostile alien creatures and um so not like skyrim <laughs> so not like skyrim at all <laughs> um skyrim but but modern day and more nightmarish yeah, or like you know whatever elder scrolls game that was i think it was actually called oblivion yeah. <laughs> and so like he travels to oblivion and tries to rescue different people and it's like a kind of like partly a character uh, yeah because you, you find that there are people living in oblivion and they don't want to come back to the real world well, you so know. yeah Our- yeah, Why not? <laughs> if you so can make it work, you can make it work. <laughs> absolutely. So it's very interesting. Definitely get into that. Yeah. I recommend that. Um, also, latest issue of The Flash, issue 74. Um, one of the variant is that, covers. Uh, is that a Joe Canonis cover? Uh, no, it's um, kind of similar by Porter and Hi-Fi. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. It's a really cool one. This, I think this is uh, part four of the uh, year one uh, uh, arc. It's dealing with The Flash's origins. That's still going on? Yep, oh. uh, like for the DC Rebirth yeah. edition. Um, also, issue two of Event Leviathan. I actually like that cover. That's a cool cover. Yeah. Oh yeah, Event Leviathan. It's the latest um, latest uh, DC events where this mysterious uh, being, only known as Leviathan, is trying to. It has basically wiped out all of the main organizations in DC, like Argus, Star Labs, Task Force X, all gone, and Leviathan is uh, coming is approaching these heroes, Batman in particular, with a proposal. It's like, you know, you've tried wiping out crime your way. Why don't we try it my way? And my way is guaranteed to work. So it's pretty interesting to see where 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 it goes, where clash where the Le- where Leviathan's philosophy clashes with Batman's and the other heroes. Also the latest issues of uh, Catwoman, got the annual as well as issue twelve. Really cool variant cover right yeah. here. Yeah, kind of like the 60s. Uh, yeah, it's like got a real like Gil Elfgren kind of vibe to it, which yeah. I'm, oh, I'm yeah. jazzed about. I love like, you know, sort of the cheesecakey pinup style. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, this one by Joelle Jones, this whole series, really cool. Um, I really like how this, uh, how this series has been taking off so far. Definitely uh, one worth getting into. Uh, also, latest issues of Batman. <laughs> All the way up to seventy four. Damn, you went shopping. Yeah, it was it was all in my box. I had to I had to collect. So issue <laughs> seventy four of Batman, uh, written by Tom King. Now I think he originally was going to go up to a hundred uh, issues. I think his run is about to end pretty soon, which is unfortunate because I really do like his his run on the Batman uh, series and in, in the Rebirth universe. 
and also the uh, also got the latest issue of Doomsday Clock, uh, number issue ten of twelve. So this series is almost going to wrap up the DC uh, Rebirth universe as well. And oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying yeah, yeah, you know where they be out of harm's way. Yep. And uh, lastly, uh, went to Time Capsule um, for one of our friendly neighborhood Time Capsules. Got the latest issue. Um, this is the Red Summer special of Bitter Root by Image Comics. Uh, excellent series right here. I cannot recommend this enough. I reviewed it on the show. It takes place in the 1920s Harlem Renaissance. A family of monster uh, hunt, well, exorcists, really. Uh, d- and uh, they're... <laughs> trying to defeat this force called the Janu, which transforms, which takes a person's hate and racism and all this and transforms them into monsters. And they use weaponry to excise the demons out of them. Um, latest issue of Hawkman, issue 14. That's Hawkman? Yep. That's a dope-ass cover. Oh, yeah. Like, I got all the uh, variant covers. So this is uh, yeah. the latest issue. Robert Venditti, who did amazing work with the Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps. Amazing work. Also, uh, the fifth and final issue of the miniseries by Image Comics, Little Bird. Uh, this one is, wow. This is phenomenal. It's a super cool cover. It is. It's like, it kind of has like, um, it, it's definitely a little, little science fiction. It's yeah. kind of gr- verges on the grotesque. Um, it's about, um, about this, uh, this, young, this young girl, um, goes by Little Bird, and uh, she's trying to defeat the the force known as the new vatican uh which is which is like this which is like the united states of the new us us of a but taken over by like hyper religious uh this hyper religious cult yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it sounds it's, like a great time oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and last but not least uh latest issue by g willow wilson of wonder woman issue 74 um really like her run so far I didn't know that she was working on Wonder Woman. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. I really liked uh, the Ms. Marvel run, like, an mm. awful lot. It was, like, I had, like, a really brief period where I was actually getting subscriptions, and uh, that was definitely one of them, because I was just like, I really, really like Ms. Marvel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. And, last but not least, uh, issue eight, latest issue of Daredevil, uh, No Devils, Only God, part three. Um, I've only read the first issue of Daredevil, the the new run by Marvel, but... I was I really liked what I what I saw by Chip Zdarsky. Did you end up reading the Man Without Fear series? Uh, I did not. Uh, I, I know that came before uh, this current run. That's what yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah, that's uh, those are all the comics on my end that that's I gotta catch lot. up on. Wow, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I was trying to get through that as, as fast as I like, as I could. Like I, I mean, I've been reading a lot. Most of them has just been stuff that I have already, like I've already a series that I have been reading. Yeah. Two comics that I, that I just started reading. One is Invisible Woman number one. She finally got her own series. Really? It's a, yeah, it's a five parter, huh. but yeah, it's written by uh, Mark Wade and art by Mattia Delulis. Mm-hmm. And Sue Riches finally gets her own. She get, finally gets her own series. And years ago, she took on a mission for Shield. And now she has to save her former partner from that mission mm-hmm. to from international terrorists. So it seems a little uh, it seems a little simple at first, you know. So, you know, less is more at times. But there yeah. are actually like 
pieces of our past that are gonna be revealed that we never even that we never knew about as fans. So yeah. In five parts, I'm very intrigued to um, see what goes on with that. Mm-hmm. And then also the new series that's been coming out weekly lately is called the Secret Warp series. Okay. Which is uh, written by Al Ewing and various writers and art by uh, various art writer, um, artists as well. So it's basically, um, this is the best I can do. It. This You're about to get an old-fashioned call bird summary with this one. <laughs> so two, like, two universes have warped together, which is following the events of this recent Infinity Wars run. Mm-hmm. And then through, I want to say the Soul Stone, they end up splitting apart. Okay. But yet some heroes and villains actually stayed warped. Mm-hmm. So now like you get different fusions of many different characters. So like F- Thor is fused with Iron Man. Mm-hmm. So he's sort um uh, Iron Hammer. Mm-hmm. You got Soldier Supreme, which is Captain America and Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. Weapon Hex, which is uh X twenty three and uh Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. Um the latest one that just came out today was Ghost Panther, um Black Panther and Ghost Rider. Yeah. So I think it's only it's a six part series. So it's it's a little it's fun. Okay. It, it's fun and also um, I checked out a movie mm-hmm. recommended by you. Okay. Something strange. Strange things at the Johnsons. Oh, the oh, stra- no. the strange thing about <laughs> the Johnsons. Have you you've seen it? I haven't yet, but I I heard the last podcast, and so I'm like. What's going to happen now? <laughs> yes. I'm not going to spoil it for you. <laughs> okay. Yes. T- tell the people about the strange thing about the Johnsons, directed by Ari Aster. Vic, you got problems. <laughs> <laughs> you got problems. You need to get checked. How do I have problems, sir? You enjoyed this? I enjoy- you mean to tell me you enjoyed this? It's I- only a half hour and it's on YouTube. I enjoyed the craft. I enjoyed the filmmaking. That is awful. My face hurt the next day because it was cringe Mm -hmm. from beginning to end. Yes, it was. And eventually, the cringing gets worse and worse and worse. Oh, yes. (laughs) Oh, yes, it does. You are saying this with a smile on your face. What the hell is wrong with you, man? (laughs) Well, I'm just saying, like, this this is a movie that it's a taboo breaker, um, which is putting it mildly. And um, it's a film that... It's one of the most horrifying motion pictures I've seen in many years. Um, There's reaction videos on YouTube. Oh, yeah. I'm, sh- I'm, sure, I'm sure there are. Ed from, the par- Ed from the Party Nerd, shout out to them, just said, sounds like Vic, sounds like Vic to have problems. Look, It's look. a Vic-to-ass movie. <laughs> I mean, I preferred Midsommar and Hereditary, you know, but, uh, but I mean, I mean, surely you, did you appreciate the acting, the... It, it felt a little bland to me, but just the whole, the subject matter mm-hmm. was more distressing. Like, it was just like, I found out the, who who wrote the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ari Aster himself. Yes. What the hell is going on in his mind? Interesting question. You see, Ari Aster, um, he actually, um, I think that was his thesis film for the AFI oh, Conservatory, I think. <laughs> I think that's where he graduated, AFI Conservatory. So that was his thesis film, and um, he and and basically the mindset, the 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 thinking behind the project was, okay, let's make a list of all the taboos that exist and and narrow them down and break them. What taboos have we not seen on film? And let's do that. And that was pretty much it. That's what led to the strange thing about the Johnsons. It is awful. It's 
it's cringeworthy from beginning to end. Yeah. Yeah, and and I'd, I'd say it's it's a it's it's a it's an interesting if 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 a somewhat off-putting introduction into Ari Aster's work. I would I would have start I would start with Hereditary, which is the second film which came out last year, and then Midsommar, which whew, oh my gosh, Midsommar, which is still in theaters right now. Yes, in fact, um, uh, my fiance and I are, are going to see it again this weekend. Yeah, I got issues. Hey, l- listen. The 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 film Midsommar, Yes, is it nightmare fuel? Yes. Does it have? <laughs> does it have uh, one of the most cringe-inducing, off-putting sex scenes I've seen in any film? Yes, it does. But, but you got to appreciate the craft, the storytelling. You got to appreciate the themes behind it because at its core, it's a breakup film, um, and it's it's and it's, and it's got layers to it. There's more than just shock. It's it's not a shock horror film. There's like a sense of dread that builds up, and you see how the characters develop, and you see how the, how it all ultimately ends. Ooh, why are you smiling? <laughs> because you know, listen, I'm, I'm a I'm a horror fan. I'm a fan of horror films, and you know, Midsommar is one of those films that you know really tickles my fancy in many ways. And bad choice of words, bad choice of words. But go ahead. <laughs> and you know, we do this. So it's uh, it, it, it's it, it's a it's a film that you know you can sit down. You know, with with a nice with a nice glass of red wine and your and your favorite slice of mwah, Hawaiian pizza. Yeah, no, and enjoy it. No, no, yes, and, and yes. Allison is smiling because she is on the you, side of pineapple pizza. It's it's yes. good sometimes, dude. Like you mm-hmm. get the Hawaiian barbecue pizza, you got some prosciutto on there. It's nice. I'm high, not saying that like five. you know it's my favorite kind of pizza, but like. Yes. It is good. Yes. I don't know. Hawaiian barbecue. Yes, salty and sweet. Yes. It it doesn't go together. It should not go together. I mean, like, okay, granted, like, if you get, like, a Hawaiian pizza that's, like, straight up, like, marinara sauce and mozzarella, and then you put, like, pineapple on that, that's Mm -hmm. gross. No. Like, that's super gross. But, you know, I mean, you dress it up a little bit. Like, I don't know. Yeah, and, and there are and there are plenty of places in Rhode Island for our local listeners that you can enjoy a nice slice, like like the best Hawaiian pizzas. You can go to yeah. Pizza J Providence. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, the- Pizza Gourmet on Hope Street is really good. Mm-hmm. Yep, Antonio's Pizza. I saw Michelle Kwan outside of there once. It's oh, true. Yeah, the figure skating. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, she's um uh, she's married to Clay Pell, um, and he like ran for. Something. Oh, well, well, probably <laughs> senator. Cause, yeah, yeah, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, yeah, but uh, yeah, I was like, wow, that lady is so fancy looking. And then I was like, oh, it's Michelle Kwan. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Wow, man. Yeah. What did Kyle say? Said, uh, oh, his nephew can beat him in Madden. Oh, Madden's coming. <laughs> Madden's coming. You still owe me. You still owe me a match, Kyle. In Mortal Kombat. Are you yeah. a gamer at all? Um. My wife is. Uh, I I got, like, really into Dragon Age when Inquisition came out, and then, like, I kind of didn't... I don't know, like, I think I'm definitely more of, like, a single-player RPG type of person, but also I'm like, I need a story. So, like, eh, I don't know. I mean, I also, like, I didn't grow up with video games. So, um, you know, like, I wasn't allowed, like, as a kid. So yeah. it was kind of like um, I, a lot of times, like, the game mechanics are frustrating because I'm, yeah. I'm not like used to just um, like using a controller. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, like 
my wife was like, she, you know, she got like Nintendo and early age and stuff like that. And she like went through like all the, um, all the consoles. She like switched over from Xbox to PlayStation. Good and, for her. Um, but yeah, so she's, um, I think right now she's like really still pretty heavy into Overwatch. Um, okay. and she's like, uh, she's kind of doing like a tryout basis for like a scrimmage team or something. And I'm kind of like, Oh, like this is taking a turn for the serious. <laughs> like, it used to be that she was just kind of like, you know, uh, she would just kind of blow off steam, like after work and stuff, like just for 15 minutes at a time. But, uh, you know, I mean, she's like, she's getting pretty good at it. So, you know, nice. video games What's do it? do that. Yeah, well, awesome. like video games are awesome. I'm just not good at them. So <laughs> whatever. <laughs> hey, you know, there's, there's, there's a game for everybody. Yeah, yeah. You just got to find that right one. Yep. yep. And we got plenty of recommendations. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and speaking of video games, uh, currently on the PlayStation uh, 4, there's actually a PlayStation Retro sale going on. Oh, really? Yep. So it's like 50, What's on it? Uh, 50% off all, uh, well, not all, but 50% off several remakes and remasters and indie games. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's um, uh, Batman Return to Arkham. So they like, can get the first Interesting. two. Interesting. Yep. Okay. The, the first two Arkham games, yeah. Arkham Knight, Ar- Asylum and City, for like. Under eight bucks, hmm. and then there's a uh, Dark Siders, which I just got. That was like three bucks and change. Yeah. Um, Shadow of the Colossus, uh, Devil May Cry, the HD collection. So you can get the first four games for like under twelve dollars. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I just paid. I paid twenty for just to have. Well, me, I like having hard copies. Yeah. <laughs> so it's nice to have. Because, like, I mean, the thing is too is that, like, when you think about it. Uh, you know, if you have like a Kindle, you're like, all my books are on this thing, and eventually it's gonna crap out, and then all my books will be gone. Or mm-hmm. like, you know, all my games are on the PlayStation, and someday, like, you know, I'll have to get like a different console because it'll age out, and then all my games will be gone. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, it, at least if you have like a hard copy, like some of them are still like retroactively compatible, but exactly. it's a very frustrating thing to be like, all my media is digital, and eventually it'll go away, mm-hmm. even though I paid for it. And that's the yeah. thing that kind of makes me a little mad sometimes. It keeps me up at night. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, th- I, think, I think about that, too. Like, right. like the whole, like, digital preservation as well. Because, like, even digital preservation, like, technology keeps changing. And then you yeah. have to, like, like upgrade, like, the storage. Right, storage yeah. Like, yeah it's, it's like, it's I had, that. like, a couple of movies on, like, a laptop once. And, you know, the laptop just completely shit the bed. And I was just like, Ooh. well, there go those movies and also my entire music collection oh, oh yeah. that hurts. starting from scratch oh, the no, cloud I'm didn't a, exist then <laughs> i'm a dj so i'm like praying that never happens, right? my <laughs> right. laptop is old mm. update to the cloud <laughs> save to the cloud <laughs> oh, <man. gasps> I, I would have to do that so <laughs> so you have a comic out called uh-huh. hungry ghosts yes yes all right, can you tell us more about tell us about that? Yeah. Um, okay. So like, there's kind of uh, a lot going on in it for what so far is like a pretty short comic. Like, so I have um, a book one is out now, um, and it's gonna finish in book two. So like, mm-hmm. it's we're at like a halfway point, and um, yeah. uh, so basically like. Um, it revolves around two characters. Uh, there's Carrie and Alana. And mm-hmm. um, Carrie is, like, 20-ish. Um, she's, like, a college student. Uh, and she's, like, 
uh, coming off of like a rehab stint because she has an eating disorder. Uh, and so like she's they're kind of like it would be a really good idea for you if you could like mentor a kid because you know like in general just like doing things outside of yourself and your own issues can you know help you kind of get your shit together and so she agrees and uh, and she gets paired with Alana who is 11 um, and she's uh, like in like student orchestra um, she plays the violin. She's really good at it. She's like precocious and she's also like kind of a super dork. Hmm. Um, and so like her, uh, you know, her peers make fun of her and stuff. And like, basically like, because she's also like really good at violin, like, uh, like her friends are like, or friends, but like, you know, other shitty girls are like jealous and they're, you know, throw like paper airplanes at her and she unfolds it and says like, you suck. Yeah. Um, things like that but uh um but so they kind of like uh begin sort of like a real tentative friendship and stuff they make a connection um but like meanwhile um there is like a serial killer who's like preying on like young girls like around about alana's age uh you can probably see where this is going um anyway we end uh um basically like in a spot where once book two hits, like the shit is going to hit the fan, uh, crazy stuff's going to go down. But in any case, like, um, the sort of like crime, uh, aspect is like a subplot. It's like a B plot. That's going to become an A plot in the next book. So, um, uh, but yeah, uh, so yeah, I don't know. So we've got a, we've got a serial killer. Um, we have, uh, we have eating disorders. We have bullying. We have a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but, I'm trying to make it not be super crowded with like issues yeah. Um, because it really is mostly just about like the plot and also about like Carrie and Alana's friendship and that, how that kind of like is going to be able to carry them through like the, mm. the shit that is about to hit the fan. So that's deep. Yeah. And I actually had a chance to read a, a hungry ghost on through your website. The oh, web cool. Column. Yeah. And I, and I really liked the, how the friendship kind of develops between Al- Alana and Carrie. Yeah. You know, like there's like a kind of like Caesar kind of sees her as, as like a like a like a mentor figure that, Yeah. you know. Well, initially like, I think that uh like Alana doesn't like super duper trust anybody um mm-hmm. because, you know, I mean, if you think about it, it's like she's super lonely. Like she's like a lonely kid and people don't take her seriously and uh you know, um she's like they're basically just kind of like shove the two together and just like all right have fun bye like um, and you know anybody who's like babysat or like worked at a summer camp or anything like that knows it's like kids don't immediately like take to you so um, you ain't lying bro you just made me look bad you read the comic at online didn't even think to do it i'm sitting there trying to go i'm trying to get the physical copy well you know, it's, it's all right. I mean, I will read it. I'm definitely yeah. gonna read it. It's cool. I'm getting my, I'm getting my physical. I'm getting yeah. my physical. Copy. I have a copy. You can have it. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> you will sign it. Of course, yeah. <laughs> oh, and, and also, too, I, I really like the uh, your artwork in oh, it too. Oh, thank you. Like, um, you have a re- re- really good eye of a good eye of capturing like the the skyline of Providence and various streets. I love that. Like, like it was like Benefit Street, and then it was like the skyline from um, was it Prospect, Prospect yeah. Park? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Yeah, well, it's funny because, like, so I chose to set it in Providence because I feel like 
um, you know, like, especially growing up here, it's kind of like what I know best. And I'm like, I know, like, all the locations that I can use for different things and, you know, sort of what tends to fit, like, rather than try and, like, make it all up. Um, And the other thing I think that I like about it is that, like, I don't know. I mean, it really feels like, uh, like, for such a small city, like, there's so much. And, like, we have, like, these different, like, really sort of like encapsulated like neighborhoods and stuff that are super different from each other Mm -hmm. and i don't know it's just kind of like it's a good place to set like i mean any story really so it's kind of like i'm like i like it because there's just so much to put in and it's like we're gonna see like more providence and different areas and stuff like in the next book Mm -hmm. and i'm like i don't know just like having fun drawing it really so oh yeah um i used to like really not be into like drawing backgrounds and stuff and then you know when you're bad at something you're just like all right well i just have to you know fill this skill gap really and like really work on it and mm-hmm. uh and now it's like my favorite thing to do yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so i'm just like yes i will draw every single brick in this building so. <laughs> awesome. yeah. like i don't know i just really infatuated with that with the whole with your whole um with your skyline, with your skyline Thanks. pictures, like I'm just like I need to buy a copy of that one. Like, that was, <laughs> yeah. And I love that, and I love that shot. I love going to Prospect Park yeah. and just seeing that mm. that whole entire view, which is, which you know intrigued me. And it's set in Providence. Mm-hmm. Like any specific uh, part of town, or um, so a lot of it takes place on the east side because, like, um, so I, uh, uh, the guy who is like the serial killer, he has like a installation at the RISD museum yeah um and so it's kind of like that's like how he meets alana because like carrie has a job there and they like kind of hang out there after school um but uh um yeah like they go to like white electric they go to seaplane diner um i like alana's middle school is on like elmwood ave i don't remember she goes to like, uh, gilbert Sackett stewart street. Uh, yes it was gilbert stewart that's right mm-hmm. um and uh, she lives off of Elmwood Ave, too. Um, the other thing, too, is, like, so uh, what is funny is that, like, when you start drawing something, like, the city can change. And then, like, by the time it comes out, it's, like, something is different. And it's, like, you could go to that same location and it's, like, oh, that porch, like, used to be, like, open and now it's got vinyl siding, like, yep. enclosing it. And we're just, like, oh, mm-hmm. it's different now. Yeah, there's a new there's a new hotel being built. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, so much like it's crazy. Like I, uh, like I don't go to Thayer Street anymore because every time I go, like something is different, and it's so jarring because it feels like things change so quickly, and yeah. I'm just like yeah. I'm old. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's so different. Everything's so yeah. different. It, 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 it is. Yeah. It is. It's, it's actually becoming more commercial than. Oh, very. Oh yeah. 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 It, I mean, it's basically like a food court. Is like. The only reason you should go there. <laughs> yeah. but, um, although, although I love Eastside Pockets. I mean, yeah. Eastside Pockets yeah, is an there. enduring institution, and like the day it like goes away, then the soul of Thayer Street is officially dead. So, mm-hmm. Antonio's. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Eastside yeah. Pockets predates it, though. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, there there is that. Mm-hmm. But. No. Yeah. And and now when while well, when you are writing Hungry Ghost, um, uh, what was your process like in just. Uh, coming up with the story like um like what like what what was that what was it like um 
like coming up with the characters and the concept and when was and when did you feel like you cracked the story if you will like okay i got enough to really fully flesh this out oh man well it was kind of like i think that like once i sort of uh like i wanted to like for a long time i had kind of wanted to do like a story uh about eating disorders but i didn't want to do like you know your sort of general like there are a lot of memoirs out there and they're all good but i don't you know don't really want to do one Mm -hmm. first of all like anytime that i read somebody's memoir i'm like how how can you like write a memoir without like pissing off every single person in your life Mm. like yeah, it's so it's so embarrassing. Yeah, I couldn't do, do, do it. Like, mm. you know, it's just like, like the thing is, is that you know, I mean, like when you move through your life, it's like people do things, and like you know, you do things. Like people affect you in certain ways, and you affect other people in certain ways. And like, right. you know, like nobody is a perfect person. But you know, like God help you if you write about something that somebody said to you, and like that person's like your friend and stuff. But you're just like that really hurt my feelings. And I held on to it for a really long time, and then I put it in my book, and now everyone knows you're an asshole. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh my God, you can't. That was the best way to put that. Yeah. <laughs> I could write a memoir. <laughs> Temptations of lying will be way oh. too high. Oh God, yeah, no, I couldn't do it. And um, but then the other thing too is that like I. I feel like a lot of, uh, you know, sort of like stories about like eating disorders, like don't always get at how gross it is and yeah. how like kind of just horrifying and stuff. And so uh, I was like, yeah, I kind of want to like make something that's about this, but also like has like an aspect of like horror and like a little bit of like the supernatural and stuff, because I feel like, um, you know, so like full disclosure, like, yeah, I had one. Um, and I, fine now thanks uh but like you know like you get like really really detached from like you know your life there's like extreme ambivalence where you're like well you know i could get hit by a bus or get set on fire and i'd probably be okay with that and you know it's kind of like um you know you're not like like boy i sure wish i could die it's mostly just that you just don't give a shit and um uh and so i but yeah it's kind of like if you start to like crawl out of it, like there's so much guilt associated with it. And so that's kind of like a little bit where, uh, so like throughout the story, there's like this creepy, like version of Carrie that shows up and kind of like hassles her sometimes. And, uh, that's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like the guilt. It's like, you know, there's like a scene where she's trying to like, eat soup and like the thing shows up and like is just trying to like close its uh, hand around her throat and stuff and mm-hmm. like you know take like the hand that's holding the spoon and just like put it down and it's like that's because it's like no 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 like you need to stop doing this because you need to stay here like like with me in like this dark place and uh, mm-hmm. um, but you know but again, it was like I didn't want to write a book that was just about eating disorders. I wanted to do something that was like incorporated it, but like wasn't entirely the point. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of like I when I thought about like or when I created the character of Alana, I was like, oh, this is like she's kind of like the counterbalance. Like she's like the light, uh, 
that's in the story where it's like, yeah, she has her own journey. Like she has to kind of like take a level and badass in the next book and stuff. But like she, uh, you know, it's like things are just kind of better because she's there. Cause she's yeah. just like, you know, like she's a kid, she's innocent. She like looks at things in a super like non-judgmental way. And so it's kind of like, I don't know, like you root for her cause she's like nice and she's a good kid and like, I don't know. Um, uh, but yeah, the other thing too is that I also just really like crime dramas. And so it's just like, we're gonna do this. We're gonna have a lady cop. Like it's gonna be. <laughs> yeah, I was watching a whole mess of them like a couple of weeks ago. My girlfriend was watching Buzzfeed Unsolved, and she just, <laughs> and she binge watched all oh all that. So I'm just like, yeah, we watch something different anytime now. But some of them were intriguing. Don't Dude, get me wrong. I don't know what it is, but like women love murder. Like I do not know why. It's just something that's like built in. We're just like, did you say murder? I want to. I want to watch it. Like, uh, I'm starting to notice that now. Because she like does. When, she does say. I'm sorry. She does say like she'll watch an episode of Snapped, uh, and she'll understand. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes she'll be like, you know what? Good for you. Like, she just it's killed somebody. Good for her. <laughs> Good for her. <laughs> and they say I'm dark. <laughs> yeah, she has a dark side. Okay. Well, it's again. funny, too, because it's like, if you, like, the new, like, sort of, uh, I think, like, like basic bitch thing now, besides, like, pumpkin spice and leggings, is also, like, true crime. <laughs> I don't know why this is, but it's for real. <laughs> Pumpkin spice, leggings, true crime. Okay, uh, yeah, murder. <laughs> that could be the story of someone's memoir. Ah. Could be, yeah. Not mine though. I hate pumpkin <laughs> You're spice. Really, like laughing. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a good. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, but okay. So as we were getting to know each okay. other, dude, <laughs> <right>. yep. <laughs> You brought up something very interesting. I'm like, I have to get her on this podcast. She has to air this. Now, you said that you thought that the MCU's best movies was from Black Panther and before. Mm -hmm. So we've had those hits. Yes, she said this. I got the message to prove it. Hmm. And you, that's including... Both Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah. Hmm. Now we we do love unpopular opinions because Victor's full of them. Oh yeah. <laughs> All day. <laughs> as a matter of fact, for a long time he was known yeah. as the villain uh-huh. because he just had nothing but po- unpopular opinions. He had, some of his opinions are probably just for the sake of being unpopular. Oh no. No. Not oh maybe one of them. The Lion King movie, huh? No, definitely not the Lion King movie. <laughs> Lion King movie looks the, the new one looks like trash. I'm sorry. It I don't. I don't know. I yeah. am generally not really into the, like the Disney live action remakes. I'm not really a, a fan. But yeah, me neither. I've only seen Aladdin, and I was like, okay, this is. It, but they just man. look like soulless cash grabs. Is kind of how I feel about it. But oh, yeah. that's you know, that's just my opinion. Understandable. Yeah. It's just oh, like yeah. your opinion, man. <laughs> <laughs> But why why is that? Okay, so, all right. Um, so I really liked, 
I really liked Black Panther and I really liked Thor Ragnarok and, you know, like a couple of other of like the standalone, you know, sort of like single character type of titles. And I think the reason for that is that like the ensemble movies just get so crowded and you just never really feel like, um, I don't know, like any one character gets their due Mm -hmm. and that's like a kind of a huge bummer for me and also here's another thing too is that like uh you know like i love thor ragnarok so much like there everyone has like the marvel movie that's their marvel movie where you're you're just like oh they made this with me in mind seriously like that must have been what happened and you know it was like i loved that movie so much i loved the humor in it like you know it was a buddy comedy and that was like something that i had been wanting from marvel for a long time right i think that like you know, uh, like the next best thing that could do for me is like a buddy comedy with like Wolverine and Nightcrawler, you know, like set it in the 90s or something like that. You know, like, I don't I think it could be really fun. Um, but uh, I don't know. It was like. Like things were so great. And then like, you know, Thanos came and like d- d- killed everybody and. You know, it was just like you had some characters that are like perma dead, you know, like like they killed Heimdall and I had really liked him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like like I'm not like a like a Loki stand, but, you know, he adds something interesting. And like we killed Loki and I was just like, oh, and, you know, it was just like they made Thor cry. And I was like, you made Thor cry. <laughs> 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 um, but, yeah, I don't know. It was just like like Infinity War was like it was a bummer because it was like you know everybody like half of everybody was like snapshot or whatever and then you know in Endgame it was like yeah they got everybody back but I felt like it was kind of a slog to be honest like going through time and also here's another thing is that I'm not a huge fan of time travel in science fiction because or like you know in superheroes or in fantasy or anything like that yeah. because I feel like uh, I get caught up in the science mm. and if it doesn't make sense then it makes me mad <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> well one thing I've come to realize about time travel because it's you have to do a lot of hand waving to like yeah. get it's, <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's ah, like you gotta go by which rules right yeah you know, I like, mean Endgame was pretty much Terminator rules or something mm-hmm. similar to like Dragon Ball, yeah. the Trunks Saga. Mm-hmm. But then like everybody else knows about what was it like Back to the Future. Everybody's so yeah. used to where used it's like you know if you yeah rules. if you do something in the past then like you start to fade away and you're just like no yeah, my body the future, is gone. So, so <laughs> it's like you yeah we really cannot. Everybody has their own. It's all just some somebody's theory of time travel. Yeah. Until it actually happens. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I get that. Um, but I feel like certain, like some franchises do it better than others. And I was kind of just like, ugh, this is boring. <laughs> okay. So what do you think and, of the DC uh, movies? Um. Okay. I. Uh, I think that it was like there were so many like hits and misses, you know, it's like I don't think that DC has caught up to Marvel in terms of like the the movie game. Um, and, you know, I 
I don't think that's an unpopular opinion. I'm just, you know, I'm putting it out there. Like, I think the numbers are there. I don't think that the DC movies have done as well. Um, I think that, like, uh, once they sort of, like, reach, like, peak grimdark, uh, you know, they were kind of like, oh, we've slid into, like, a just a grimdark puddle and, like, people aren't having fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen people be upset that, like, movies like Shazam were kind of, like... Uh, kind of more for kids and I'm like good <laughs> let them be <laughs> like let them be for kids like let them yeah. be kind of like I don't know um, like Wonder Woman is pretty cool uh, you know I, I had a like I think the third act was a little bit like tiresome like it was like it's fair fives I'm sorry um I think well what's funny too is that like a lot of uh superhero movies have like really awesome first and second acts and then the third act is always like uh you know you have like a boss fight and like if the boss fight isn't well choreographed then you're just like I'm this is like visually unintelligible it makes no sense and it's just like I don't know it's just like garbage like being hurled at you from the screen Mm-hmm. Um, like I like Wonder Woman. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It, it just visually it visually looked like they were running out of money towards the end of the movie. I think you're thinking of Batman versus Superman. Oh god, no, Batman that, versus that was Superman just... was so awful. Oh, please <laughs> roast like, away. We did. Yeah. Oh god, it was. Oh, it was just I just felt like I was being pelted with garbage, and then all of a sudden it was like Martha. He's going to kill Martha. No, just don't. Angry. I don't know. I was just like, uh, there are some movies where it's like, it doesn't matter how long the movie is because it's going to take me five hours to watch because I have to keep getting up and doing something else. Mm-hmm. It was like, it was like when I tried to make myself watch like Fifty Shades of Grey. It's like, it's a two hour movie and it took me four and a half hours to watch because I was like, I can't. Uh, I just, I'm mad. I have to go fold laundry. I can't do this. Like, uh, I'm pretty. I'm pretty. No, I was pretty on. I, I watched the first Fifty Shades of Grey. And I was in. I was just like, okay, like I didn't. Like you could tell it was watered just... down from what the book was, from what it was from the book, because then it would just be. I didn't porn. read the book. I didn't. I didn't really. Read I, was, I like. I watched the movie, and then I was just like, well, check. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I did that. I guess I don't know. But um. But yeah, I don't know. Like um. I didn't get to see Aquaman, which is kind of a shame because I think that uh, that is probably one that I might have liked. It's really fun. It's like a it's like an eighties fantasy movie with a modern day budget. Oh, right on! I love eighties yeah. fantasy movies. And, <laughs> and an octopus that plays drums. Yep. That's how. That's, that's really. The only, that's the only thing that stands out. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a five second shot. That's fine because it's like I mean, like my favorite character from like Thor Ragnarok was Korg. You know, like it's mm-hmm. just like. Hello, my name is Cork. I made of rocks, as you can see. Like, you're just like, okay. Oh, yeah. I, I, I did this like Cork too, because I'm just like, he doesn't look, so, he, he's so calm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's yeah. just like, I don't know, that's like the Taika Waititi sense of humor, just kind of like, yeah, oh, we're just going to roll with this. Oh, there's going to be a Thor 4, by the way. Oh, I'm yep. so excited. I, I found that. that out like today, maybe, or something. Yeah, like, I think I got the old, news yeah. yesterday. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with Takawati Takawati like, return. Thank God. Nice. Like bring us back from the brink cuz it's like I feel like we still left Thor in kind of like a sad place like last uh you know in the uh end game. Even mm-hmm. with the whole back and forth with uh Peter Quill? Uh Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean like it's I think it is 
it's a good idea for him to go back to space because like you know space is an awesome place that's full of possibilities and you yeah. can go like as crazy as you want like narratively um and i'm also kind of hoping that like the next captain marvel movie is like in space because the a lot of the comics were like you know kind of more like in space rather than on earth right mm-hmm. um but i feel like when when we get to go like you know off into the universe then we get to get all that crazy like you know sort of like Kirby style visuals and like just mm-hmm. like wacky characters and stuff. Cause that's, I think that's the stuff that makes me super excited because I'm like, I want to like, I want to laugh when I watch these movies. Like I want to have fun. Like I don't want it to be like the highest of stakes all the time. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think that's another reason why I like the sort of like single character titles more than the ensemble Something. ones, because it's like the ensemble ones are always like, you know, even in the comics, like, yeah, you have, like, these crossovers with, like, you know, multiple titles and stuff. And so, you know, you have to, like, read them all in different, you know, like, in a certain order. And then, but it's, like, the stakes are always so high yeah. that, like, I don't know. It's, like, no one character gets to shine. And it's just, like, this big, like, I don't know. Also, can we talk about, you know, since I'm, like, just into shitting on Endgame um, <laughs> the moment where Captain Marvel has to get the gauntlet like from point A to point B and there's like a whole bunch of like stupid aliens in the middle and then they're like how are you gonna get it there and then all the girls show up it's the, like, pander, the pandering moment yeah. what were they doing before that yeah. they had to like drop everything you're just like oh they all were just like simultaneously finished like fighting whatever like stupid alien they were fighting like at that moment and then they were just like okay we're all finished at the same time good okay hands in break let's go you're just like fuck you yeah the the pandering moment a Uh, lot of people that's probably the one part that a lot of people did not like yeah and ironically enough none of those female characters ever interacted with one another in any of the previous films nope it was like we're gonna put this in. It's gonna pack the, pass the Bechtel test, and then like you know, and then we can give ourselves a trophy, and it's gonna be dope. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, they're like the feminists will be appeased. Well, let me tell you, we are not. <laughs> like, I was just like, I don't, I don't know. I can, I can tell when I'm being like pandered to, and I don't like it. Yeah. So. so- yeah, and that's for yeah, that's funny. A lot of feminists didn't even like that because it's like they tried because it was it. fucking dumb as shit. That's why. <laughs> yeah. like, sorry. But one thing you said you, when you was describing like the style in the comics that you would like, I recommend Saga to you. I okay, I have like the uh, like the big like first volume, and mm-hmm. I like I liked so many parts of it, but I couldn't finish it. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. it was like. Like I really enjoyed it, but also at the same time I was just like I like I didn't I didn't make it, you know? And it's like sometimes like I'll get like three quarters of the way through a book and it's like I think that I like it and then I'm just like I gas out and I'm just like I don't know. I mean I'll give it another try. I will. Because okay. I have it. It's on it's in my yeah. bookshelf. <laughs> yeah, it's a very good it's a very good I've been wanting to do a side episode for the longest time. And the guy and the writer, it's Brian K. Vaughn just decided to oh, stop. Oh, he's it. great. Yeah, he's on hiatus right now. Aww. Yeah, because like yeah. because the series got so heavy. Yeah, well, I think also like uh, why the last man is gonna be a TV series. Yep. Oh. 
That's what yeah. I heard. So he could just be like overworked because he's working on that. And I think another thing that he did is also going to be on TV as well, but I can't remember which one it was. Hmm. Um, but yeah, like Runaways is still going. He's still the he's the um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, exact. He's the uh, executive consultant for Runaways. The comics were way better. I I think so too. But the show is not bad. It's yeah. not bad, but also at the same time, like I watched the entire first season and I was like, so at what point are they gonna like run away? They they did at the end. Yeah, but like in the comics, they did it in the first issue. It's in the title. Yeah, <laughs> which is true. Which is true. Which is true. And and then they're go- They're like pretty much gone in the second season. They're still uh-huh. going through it. Do it with their parents. So I'm yeah. like. I have to get I have to get into that mindset like okay this is a teen show. Yeah. This is no, a teen it's, it's show. It's true, it's true. Yeah. I'm going to get into it. And then once I got into that I'm like okay, I appreciate it for what it for what mm-hmm. it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think they are getting renewed for a third season as well. Okay. Okay. Nice. Yeah. And that that reminds me like I I really need to see Legion that uh, I wanted to see that for so long. Yeah. Uh, I think I remember saw, seeing the first episode and then that was it. Yeah, like here there's only three seasons because like they mm. think because they're wrapping up that series. Oh uh, yeah. Well, oh, and yeah, then I think that. like right. also I uh, we're gonna get like New Mutants and um, uh, the other one as well. I can't remember which one, but like uh, yeah, because it was like New Mutants. I think is a movie. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. Uh, oh, crap. What was the other one called? Well, Dark, Dark Phoenix, Phoenix came out recently. No, it, no, not that. But it was like the another sort of like X Men B team. Um, is it that's um, a, a TV show? I think. Is it Alpha Flight? No. no. Mm. Hmm. You really got me thinking now. <laughs> yeah, because let me see all X Men shows. We got Legion, the Runaways. Yeah, it yeah. was like X Force. I mean, I no, it was that. it was definitely like oh I think it was like it was called like the gifted or something like that. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I remember it now. Yeah, I heard the gifted was good too. I haven't seen that. I think it's still on Hulu. Gifted was the one I saw the one episode of. Okay, yeah, Legion because yeah, Legion was, was in the sixties, I believe. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but New Mutants. Now that you mention it, I'm expecting no good things from that. Cause oh no! Oh, because it's been like it's yeah. been finished, but like they haven't released it yet. Or yeah, because oh, like, it's been reshoots and reshoots and stuff like that. Like yeah. well, it's been delayed know. twice because it was supposed to come out. I think last year. Yeah. And then it was supposed to come out earlier this year, in February, and then they delayed it again until next month, and it might be delayed again. Yeah, because I've not seen that one. Nothing. Yeah, yeah, it's like it hasn't been like heavily promoted. I think I don't know. I mean, I feel like I want to hold out hope because if something is worth doing, it's worth doing right. And hopefully, if they're correcting things, then it means that they're not just like putting out a piece of shit just to like get it out the door. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they're doing. Oh, yeah. Okay, just like with well, with, the, with Dark Phoenix, they're like, yeah, well, let's burn this off so we can start from scratch and integrate the exponent into the MCU moving yeah. forward. I like I didn't see Dark Phoenix. I had meant to, but then I just never got around to it. And I heard you're not missing not a damn thing. Okay, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's got raked through the coals, <laughs> through by critics and fans. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't like the Apocalypse one that they did. I felt really frustrated because I don't know. I think that they do like they did it in an ensemble cast like even worse 
than like other superhero movies where it's like anytime that you have like characters whose like sole purpose is just to kind of like stand in the background looking menacing before they start fighting you're just like mm-hmm. right, why do you why are you here it was like the four horsemen were just like their whole character arc was just to stand behind apocalypse for a while and then just yeah. be like <laughs> and then you know eventually they'll fight people he liked it no i uh, i enjoyed it at first but that's one of those movies there where, where like but you watch it in the moment, and you're like, oh, okay, this is this is serviceable. I'm enjoying it. I don't see any real problems. But then when you reflect back on it, it's like, well, that wasn't so hot. No, that wasn't so hot either. Okay, this is kind of whack. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's... I feel like you can enjoy something and also be like, okay, but this might not have been, like, the best thing to ever come out of this studio. And, like, I don't know. I mean, or you can super duper enjoy things that are just straight up bad i'm the only person in the world who likes sucker punch so interesting yeah i've I've seen bits and pieces of sucker punch like visually it looks jaw-dropping but it's like for me there was like no no meat no substance there for me to like hook my brain i was like okay i think they didn't really succeed in what they were trying to do but like i still enjoyed it an awful lot because i was just like i feel like it didn't promise anything uh it, through the trailers like mm-hmm. once you actually like watch the thing you're just like oh this is supposed to be like deep or something but uh, like it wasn't deep in the trailers and i was just like all right like let's just like you know make some popcorn and have a good time so this sounds a lot like season eight of game of thrones oh, <laughs> that God. received a record of 32 emmy nominations season eight for what <laughs> i don't i didn't even look at it I just saw the headline, and I'm like, really? Oh, my gosh. And you, and you know what offends me about that is that the fact that uh, it was a David Benioff who really fixed his mouth. He's a professional writer, mm-hmm. professional creative writer, and he had the nerve to fix his mouth and say, themes are for eighth-grade book reports. What? Yeah. He says that when it comes to themes, <laughs> themes, eh, who cares about that shit? Go ahead, go. Like, wow. you go ahead. You got a comic book writer wow. and a writing instructor. Yeah. Go in on it. Go like, in. Wow. Which which explains so much about season eight and to a certain certain degree season seven because because a lot of fans saw a decline in the writing starting at the end starting at the beginning of season seven. But then David Benioff he really said in, in an interview. You can even look it up on Google. Themes are for eighth grade. That's book like reports. being a chef and saying like heat is for cavemen you know like, yeah. <laughs> like what the hell it's like you can't i don't uh, uh hurt, hurt, hurts yeah. your brain doesn't it it really you know she just came off of my I, that you know this is my fault i brought that up no it oh. just came off of migraine yeah it's oh like, i'm sorry yeah. no it's okay it's okay uh yeah it's like, wow it's like water sleep that one off who needs to stay hydrated that's that's the that's that's pansy shit yeah uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, something like that. Or like, yeah. you know, yeah. I'm just like, ah, no, you know, I'm not going to drive my car with gasoline. It's going to run on fumes. <laughs> like <laughs> The fumes of prior seasons that were better. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's like, like when you're, and, and you know this well, it's like if you're writing a story and if there's no like overarching theme to like tie things up together or a certain like underlying message that makes some sort of sense that can resonate with readers, then you just have a series of 
stuff happening. It might look cool, but that's all you got. Yeah. And he really that's... said this. And this and it explained what how season eight ended. I'm like, wow, with that philosophy, it's no wonder Game of Thrones like felt nosed nose dove off nose a cliff. Day. And the first three episodes were fun. They and that's the thing. They, they were, were fun. Great. They was like on a really good start and then just Yeah. Like the first three episodes, you would think that there was no reason to worry. Oh man. But then when it hit episode four, I was like they can turn the ship around. It's, just, it's, it's not a big deal. It's still good. It's like it's like the it's like in the Simpsons when the pig flew off the spit and through the mud and out through the air. <laughs> it's still good. It's still good. <laughs> it's gone. So it's a little airborne. It's still good. <laughs> it's well, I, I I have fun watching season. I mean, episode five. Hmm. I did because we went. We actually went in on it. Had a nice little debate on that one, which is in our archives. Yep. Then season six was just an all all out comedic shit show. Yeah. Oh, episode six. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, and 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 also interestingly, uh, David Benioff and DB Weiss they're gonna make an appearance at Comic Con. Which one? I forget which one. I don't know if it's gonna be New York or San Diego. San Diego Pass, I believe, right? No, San Diego. San Diego's. I think like starting or something. Starting. Yeah. 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 I know. Like it was reported that they are gonna make an appearance at one of the major Comic Cons, and they're actually gonna speak with fans. Mm. Yeah. Good luck with that. I, I'm they, trying to get. I'm trying to get back to New York. They better pre-vet those I'm questions. I'll be there for Rhode Island, but I'm coming back to New York. Mm. Oh, and uh, we have a, another uh, viewer, Gary Threat. He's asking, uh, "What are your thoughts about Constantine with Keanu Reeves?" Uh, oh, the movie from like a million years ago. Yeah, 2005, <laughs> or is it, yeah, 2005. I think it's been a long time, but I yeah. feel like I remember liking it. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It was Swinton cool. was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Was, I was like, yeah, do, do I, I like barely remember that movie? Yeah. But hmm. I don't know. Probably I mean, didn't I didn't think anything was wrong with it. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I've, honestly, I've never seen Constantine. It's it's all right. Yeah. I'm pretty sure like, uh, I mean, I know, I think Alan Moore, he's, he's a creator. I know he disowned that. Oh, damn. As well as many, as well as all the other I mean, film adaptations of his work. Uh, it makes... I like I don't blame him for taking his name off of things. Mm. I don't know. Like it's I feel like I don't know. Like there sometimes it's like, you know, if something gets ad- adapted like into a movie and then they change it so that it's unrecognizable from the source material, like From Hell was so different as a comic than it was mm. as a movie. And I'm just like, yeah, I would take my name off because at that point it's not really my thing anymore because it's somebody else's vision that they kind of like used, uh, you know, like the graphic novel is like a jumping off point. But mm-hmm. I think, I don't know, the other thing too is that I love comic book movies, but at the same time, the idea that like a movie should be the final iteration of a story is like... I don't know. Like, I think some things are just better as comics, you know, like, yes. Um, like I, I was really a little bit bummed. I think when they made Watchmen, because it was like, you know, it was so good as a comic, like we didn't need to have it as a movie, but I mean, the movie was all right. It wasn't like the worst thing in the world. It wasn't the best thing either, but like, you know, it was like, there are some things that just work better as comics to me. Are you excited about the show? I think so. I'm not really sure. I don't know. It's kind of like, 
I usually go into things feeling like cautiously optimistic because yeah. I don't want to just like immediately be like, nope, it's going to be crap. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I, you I can't go like through that. life like that. <laughs> I was like, I was like that with, with Batman versus Superman. I was. I said, you know what? This could be good. I saw the Rotten Tomato ratings. I was like, okay. I, mean, I started nicknaming it the 33% orphan fight. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, who knows? These are just these are just critics. These are victors. Yeah. They could ju- this can still be good. This is awful. Well, yeah. sometimes like sometimes you can have like something that's critically panned or whatever, but you know, that's just because like the people who are uh, reviewing it like the movie is just not for them right. and like that's you know that's fine it's like you like you can't always go by a review as to like whether something is good or not mm-hmm. like you, know, you have to sh- see shit for yourself I like plenty of shitty movies like so so many um, <laughs> but guilty to that but yeah, yeah I don't know <laughs> but sometimes it's like I feel like Rotten Tomatoes given that it's like a uh like a user reviewed type of thing. It's like usually it's like pretty accurate. Yeah. No, I'm I'm intrigued though. What are some uh crappy movies that that you like? Okay. Uh the first one that comes to mind that is like just straight up like trashy is uh Stigmata. I really like that movie. Hmm. Okay. And I was just like I'd like, you know, have watched it multiple times and I'm like, I don't think this movie is good, but I really like it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of like other shitty ones that I, I just really like. I I like the Resident Evil movies. Um, they're okay. like not good, but no, <laughs> you know, not. I mean, there's some stuff where you just kind of have to be like, well, this is like a popcorn movie, and it's not going to be like every you know, it's it's not an auteur work. You know, you're just like, but you might have fun with it. Um, I. Yeah, I don't know. I I like some uh, crappier movies that like are unintentionally crappy, like Zardoz. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was, uh, I feel like I saw a lot of like weird camp classics in college and stuff, and it was like kind of a a strange thing. Like there's a movie called um, uh, The Forbidden Zone uh, that was done by uh, I think it was like. Danny Elfman's dad or something like that. Like oh, it was right. like Danny Elfman did the music for it. And there's mm-hmm. like all these like, uh, like famous actors like Hervé Villachez and like Susan Terrell, who was in, she was in like Crybaby and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's just like a super weird movie. It's black and white. All the sets are made out of like cardboard. They have like mm-hmm. strange music and, uh, I don't know, like, it's, I'm just like, this isn't good, it makes no sense, like, it doesn't have, like, a good, like, narrative arc or anything like that, but mm. you're just like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> you can't help it because you're entertained. So, mm. I don't know, there's, there's that. The Covenant. The Covenant? Yeah. Okay. Came out in, like, 2006. Was that The Craft for Boys? Yeah. Boycraft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was entertained by it. And then I found it on I found it on DVD for like yeah. two dollars at uh-huh. FYE. So I'm like I had fun watching this movie. I watch it. Oh my god, this aged horribly. 
Reign of Fire. Oh, I liked Reign of Fire. <laughs> Reign of Fire was crap, but it was awesome. It was. Matthew <laughs> McConaughey, Christian Bale, dragons. Plus, also, like, I think that the special effects still hold up really well. Like, I feel like those are still hmm. some of the best dragons I've seen, like, on screen. I'm just like, hmm. okay. It was just at the tip of my tongue. I was going to name another one. I'm sorry. <laughs> Booty Tang. Booty Tang is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love Pootie Tang. Uh, um, uh, damn, I want to watch Pootie Tang. Huh. Crappy movies. Well, um, for me, like a, like a guilty pleasure would be any of the Fast and Furious films. Like, yeah. Love them. Like, you, you watch them and it's like, wow, whose five-year-old son wrote this script? <laughs> and Good. Yeah, it's... it's it's pop- you should enjoy Fast and Furious. Yeah, you know it's uh, you know it's it's popcorn munching, yeah. mouth breathing fair. Oh, yeah, and, and it's you There's know more to that. Line. You, know, <laughs> you know, like like it's, it's it's the type of movie that's made for 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 those that that don't like to go to libraries. So, <laughs> <laughs> you so. know who likes Fast and Furious is Roxanne Gay. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. So I mean, you know. She likes to go to libraries. <laughs> okay, well, I stand corrected. All right. For, for, for some, you know. I think it's just like, like you have to have like the guilty pleasure, like turn your brain off movies. I also just forgot about like a completely like entire like genre of movies. And it's like the Lifetime movies. <laughs> like Lifetime is like, okay, so here's the thing. Everybody. so bad. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. Like, everybody, like, has this idea of what, like, Lifetime is, and mm-hmm. what their idea is is actually the Hallmark Channel. What mm-hmm. Lifetime is, like, the Hallmark Channel is just like, oh, it's Christmas, and we're going to have a romance. Mm-hmm. Or it's, like, Lifetime, it's like, it's Christmas, and somebody is getting plastic surgery to look like their uh, ex-boyfriend's murdered ex-wife. And also, <laughs> they have adopted children who might be evil and possessed by say And you're just like, what is happening? <laughs> but yeah, it's like, like the can't forget murder. Mm. <laughs> That's who. Life is all about murder. <laughs> <laughs> it's knife time. Yeah, yeah. Knife time. <laughs> murder and domestic abuse. <laughs> oh god. Um, yeah, it's just like. I mean, they just they throw the rule book away and they're just like, we're gonna we're gonna make this as crazy as possible. The mm. other thing is that. Whenever they do like a lady cop movie, there's like a set formula, and we made a drinking game out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like anytime that uh, you know uh, they don't call for backup, or like you know anytime that our lady cop is called like hysterical, and it's like they're gonna take her off the case because she's too close to this one, mm-hmm. and like give me your badge and gun. It's like you know like. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, we watched one recently called, uh, I think it was like Beneath the Leaves. And it was like, it was a lady cop movie, but they flipped the script a little bit. So like the male partner played the lady cop role just about. He was the one who was like, you know, he had the traumatic dark past and he was the one who had to be taken off the case. He was the one who had to like, you know give up his badge and gun and like lady cop is just like oh so i guess i'm just gonna go along with the investigation they gave me a new partner he's weird he's got long hair and he likes birds (laughs) (laughs) it was like a really really weird movie i am number four 
Oh, the alien one. Yeah. I enjoyed that. I actually read the book, and the book's not, I did not like the book, but I liked the movie better than the book. Oh, okay. I, I, I remember you recommended it a couple times. I was like, yeah, I'll go see it now. Never did. <laughs> Just like my Limitless. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I, you know what? I got you. I'm going to see it this weekend. No, you're not. I probably won't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just had my copy of Limitless for like oh, a year. Oh, no. Yeah. I probably moved twice. And he, <laughs> <laughs> he's after that move. Yeah, it's still sitting, sitting right, right there. Right there. Yeah. I mean, what is... what? Yeah, there it is. <laughs> you are not lying. Yeah. I mean, nothing's stopping you. You could just take it and like... No, because we made an agreement. We made oh, an agreement. He has, to, he has to watch it. I watch one of his many Criterion films. Yep. He watches Limitless. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's a Criterion nut. Like. Oh, yeah. 50% off sale, Barnes & Noble this month. Yeah. I, I don't it. think I'm that high, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey. I watched like two two Criterion movies, I think. Oh, I got you beat. I got three. Okay. There, there's, there's, there's plenty of... Um, uh, there's plenty of like audience-friendly films in the collection. Tootsie. I watched like Rashomon or something. I don't know. Rashomon is amazing. It was it was good. Yeah, Akira yeah. Kurosawa. Yeah. Do the right thing is a, is in the Criterion Collection. Oh yeah, yeah. It was one oh, of good. the it was one of the earliest films actually. Really? Yeah. It was on DVD for the longest time. Now they are they came up with a brand new Blu-ray, all fully mm. restored, new extras. Boom. Yeah, because I'm like I'm I, I'm on the Barnes and Noble's mailing list, mm-hmm. and then like as I'm scrolling, I, I get the email, so I'm like. Let me see about this Criterion sales series. <laughs> all that. Oh yeah, there's the ad for it. Oh my God, do the right thing. Yeah, thirtieth anniversary. Yeah. I mean, a classic's oh. a classic. So yeah, it true. is. Oh, I have one more bad movie recommendation, Ooh, and, and this, this, this is this is a film that uh, I remember liking. Well, back back when it came out in two thousand one, when I was in high school, and it's on Netflix. You'll like this, Carl. Carmen, a hip hopper. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> Directed by Robert Townsend, starring Beyonce Knowles and Mackay Pfeiffer. Oh, <laughs> and most deaf. I will watch that. <laughs> oh, it is, it is so awesome. <laughs> it's it's a hip hopera, so yeah. it's like a hip hop musical. Like yeah. it's a remake of Carmen Jones. Mm-hmm. It is so bad. Like I, I recently oh, listened to it, like this this uh, this podcast I've been listening to recently, uh, Black on Black Cinema. They had a whole review on it, and I was just dying because they went through the whole movie scene by scene. And man, just just like every single illogical thing that can happen in a screenplay happens in this movie. Yay. Like the fact that Mackay Pfeiffer plays a cop and then Beyonce's like the seductress. And so like Mackay Pfeiffer arrests Beyonce, but Beyonce's like, Oh, you need before, before we take me to the station, I need to pick up some jewelry from my house. And then Mackay uh, Pfeiffer's okay. like, no, 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 ma'am. I'm booking you. You're under arrest. I'm taking you to the station. No. But then Beyonce uses her, you know, Beyonce feminine uh-huh. wiles. And then she, then Mackay Pfeiffer, you know, takes her to her apartment. <laughs> she goes into her room and she's like getting dressed. And then Mackay mm-hmm. Pfeiffer's, you know, just walk, looking around the apartment. It's like, okay, are you done yet? No, no, I'm all, I'm almost set. I'm, I'm, I'm almost ready. And then you're like, you know, more, it's a more really banter. good Beyonce impression, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, more more nice. banter. <laughs> more banter. And then she's like, then Mackay Pfeiffer's like, yo, we got to go to the station, man. I'm not messing around. Opens the door. And all of a sudden, he sees Beyonce all splayed out in, in, in la- red lingerie. And she's like, driver, roll up the partition, please. And then all of a sudden, oh you know. Oh, my God. He, he's all you know my cat does the same thing <laughs> <laughs> he's like hello ladies yeah he, he, it, it's, he's trying to get us kicked. he's trying to get the beehive to kick us off the air. I, mean, <laughs> I mean listen like, like you know they are worth the bee 
the Beehive. The Beehive buzz, buzz. are worse than Tom Brady fans. I I know. Oh, I I know this. Like I remember. Like didn't they 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 issued some death threats to some woman who asked Jay Z for his drink order? What? Yeah, apparently, like it was, there was like a, at a basketball game, and I think like, okay. I guess oh, this, like, wait a minute! Oh, the the lady who was like sitting too close. Yeah, like Beyonce was sitting between yeah. between the lady and Jay Z. Like, yeah, and she like leaned over Beyonce, and people like lost their goddamn minds. Yeah, that was amazing. I was like, wow. Yeah, that's some like <laughs> cult leader Jim Jones. <laughs> don't drink the Kool Aid type stuff right there. And another bad movie, actually two of them. And I'm actually interested to hear your thoughts about okay. this one. Never Back Down, parts one and two. I saw the first one. <laughs> <laughs> Great. That good, huh? Thank you, Ronnie. Um, so, fun fact. Uh, so, like, uh, so I train at a Triforce MMA, and, like, it's a an old factory building, actually. Like, so we have, like, a half a floor of it. The place is huge. And, um... Uh, there's been like a lot of renovation over the past like five years or so. But when I first started going, one of the heavy bags was like on a hook that was on like a metal slider. Yeah. And so like people would always do like the never back down thing, you know, where they'd try and like kick it so that it like goes like across the room. (laughs) And it was just like, for a long time, that was the only thing that I knew about that movie. And then when I saw it, I was just like, all right. But also, I feel like it's funny because it really reinforces the narrative of, like, if you just keep showing up to a gym and, like, being like, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be I'm going to be the next champion. Uh, Like, you know, they'll let you do it and, you know, not pay your gym fees or whatever. (laughs) It's just like, no, you have to pay. um, It's the you got served of MMA. Wow. And I recently uh, watched that, too. Wow, you got served? Yeah. Hmm. Oh, God, it did not age well. <laughs> the dancing, yes. Mm. The music, yes. The acting, Jesus Christ. I bet. <laughs> oh, man, I, I want to do a bad movie night. That's going to be dope. Invite me. It's on the We're going to put it on the dot. Oh, man. And and of course, like a lot of Tyler Perry movies, like, oh, Jesus, like I actually haven't seen. I don't think any of them. You know, I, I recommend. Know. There's two I recommend. Like, okay. Like the Medea movies, like they are what they are. But like Tyler Perry's real niche is the unintentional comedy. Like when he makes, really? yeah, when he makes dramas that are meant to be serious, oh. but they're completely Ooh. over the top and so okay. badly written that you just laugh. Like no, 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 no. I recommend two of them. There's. Temptation, Confessions of a Marriage Counselor, okay. and <laughs> that's this is that sounds like gold. Oh yeah, and Acrimony. Now, gold. I will say this: he just does not like Tyler Perry. So, okay. by yeah. him recommending that, it's literally just simply just based off of hate. I think I don't know. I don't have like opinions about Tyler Perry. I do remember being like kind of getting like whiplash a little bit when I, uh, I think I saw him in like, like an Alex Cross movie, and I was yeah. just like, the Medea guy. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah he, he tried, but oh, the Medea, like Tyler Perry movies just aren't for you. You were never, you never was a fan. So, no, yeah, tell me, yeah, tell me. You never was a fan. 
But yet right. you still went and paid your money. I didn't actually. Well, you were paying for the membership fee, so you still paid your money <laughs> to go see it. Knowing that you wasn't going to like it. It was fun, though. So, and you come on here mm-hmm. and you rant about it for an hour and a half, two hours. <laughs> wow. It was that- That's just hate. Listen, that movie was so fun to watch. It was so fun to roast. I mean, just the fact that there's a scene where where the the, the crazy ex like the like like basically there's a scene where like um the, the main the, the main couple like their relationship dissolves, like, you know, they divorce. Then the then the ex then the ex husband strikes it rich, he gets millions of dollars for his invention. He visits what his What did he invent? Uh, he invented this like this It's this, important like, for me to know. This this <laughs> self taking notes. This self charging battery. Which oh uh, I want that actually yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like so, this is the most important part of this plot so, for me right now so the dude invents a self charging battery like uh and then some months go by after they divorce and uh, he visits his his ex wife at her at her workplace and he says hey listen I know I know we've we've, we've been together we were together for twenty years and I know I wasn't the best husband but. You know, I want to make it up to you, and I thank you for all the love and the time that you gave me. So here's a gift of $10 million. Which is like chunk change to him. And she turns the money down. (laughs) If your ex just came out the blue and said, hey, listen, I'm sorry for all the trouble I caused you. Here, here's a check. Of $10 million, no strings attached, you'll never see me again, you'll never hear from me again, just have a nice life, this is to make up for all the pain and, and the lousiness that I put you through. Boom. Sayonara, peace out, have a nice life. You're going to tell me with a straight face you would not take that money. That People is a case-by-case case scenario, though. Like, yeah. That is a case-by-case case scenario. Think about my last girlfriend. I ain't going to even touch that. All right. Then. <laughs> I don't know her. <laughs> Don't worry about okay. it. <laughs> um, well, I yeah uh, yeah. Your last girlfriend. Like, I ain't gonna even touch that. All right, <laughs> it's always a, it, that is a case by case scenario. I'm just saying, like that's like ten million dollars. Some cases I probably would though. over a twenty year period. You break that down, that's five hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah, that's great. I mean, like. Pay off my student loans. Pay off my mortgage. Like, yeah, I want that. That sounds great. Like, who cares where it comes from? What? Oh, well, no. I mean, if he's like, if he's like making money off of like, you know, like slave labor or something like that, then like that's really bad. And so, you know, if it's like super dirty money like that, then like, yeah, no, I could totally turn it down then because you're just Mm. like, well, Uh, like the morality is like no bueno. But like, oh yeah. Um, but you know, if he just like invented a battery, like. Give me that battery money. I want it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 Turn on blood money and all that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I'm just like. Yeah. Bad karma. Yeah. No, you shouldn't do that. But oh, it's like, how much are your principles worth? Yeah. It's like, are you boycotting Prime Day or are you like, no, I just, I have to, I have to get my Prime orders. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, speaking of which, did you get, did you uh, get anything for Prime Day? No, nah, I'm, I'm actually not, not on Amazon Prime anymore. Really? Yeah, my my membership expired uh, back in April. You just never renewed it. Nah. Yeah. Plus, like the whole Amazon, the stories of the warehouse warehouses oh, yeah. and how horrible the conditions are. Sounds bad. It's like eh, I kind of feel guilty. It's the same reason why I don't shop at Walmart. Mm. Yeah, I love Walmart. 
Shout out to B Rob, by the way. I mean, there's like, you know, again, like no, uh, was it, like no ethical consumption under capitalism and stuff. So it's kind of mm. like, you know, you sort of can't be like completely like 100% like ethically pure in your like consumption, which is, it's yeah. just, it is what it is. It sucks, yeah. you know, but it's like, yeah. you know, you're either going to like live in a cave or, you know, or you're going to at some point like contribute to something that's bad just by being alive so yeah eh, you know yeah, you do what you can so do it. <laughs> it is so convenient i will say mm. yeah i mean was but it because of your god of war issue oh uh, no no it wasn't it wasn't that but i will say like people of walmart the website exists for a reason oh that's just, just there, that's, that's comedy like there's no people of target or people of bj's or people of costco have you ever gone oh. on like people of Walmart to see if you know anybody? I have actually. <laughs> no, but I may start doing that. But I do watch Judge Caprio just to see if, if I see people I know. <laughs> what, like the Cotton Providence show? Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. And I have caught some people, and I'm like, I'm like, whoa, click. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Found my friend's sister one day, and I'm like. Oh, Click, no. said it to him. Oh, no. Man. He laughs and goes, look at that fucking criminal right there. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it was just for a parking ticket or something. Man. Man, oh, man. <laughs> Caught on camera. Oh, man. It's freaking yeah. great. Yeah. It's just, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like why I wear a fake mustache every time I go out just in case. <laughs> <laughs> you don't do that. Do you? No, I don't. You're right. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So, yeah, Allison, when's your next fight? Uh, I believe it's August 24th, I think. Um, I like don't I'm not 100 percent sure on the date, but I'm pretty sure that's when it is. Um, uh, it's a Muay Thai fight. So um, uh, it's, uh, you know, like punchy, kicky and like, you know, some uh, clinch and knees and stuff, but like yeah. no grappling. So yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm going to be fighting. I. Uh, Mew Seppo. Um, she's a fighter out of Boston. She's originally, I believe, from Finland. Um, and uh, we have, like, a training partner in common um, who has, uh, you know, lived in Boston, trained with her, and then, like, moved to Rhode Island and trained with me. Um, and uh, she seems really cool, and I want to be friends, but we can't be friends right now. So yeah. <laughs> you, you just have to hate her until the 24th. Yeah, I mean, not hate her, but just, like, have, you know, bear her some some ill will, you know? Just, like, I'm going to have to probably uh, punch you a couple of times at least. Maybe maybe kick you once. I don't know. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's I, I just came off of a fight, like, three weeks ago. Congratulations. And before that, thank you. Um, uh, I actually, like, had been on, like, a forced like two-year hiatus just about because I uh, had like a really bad luck year with injuries and uh, I like broke my collarbone like six weeks after a fight or not no it was like two or three weeks and uh, and then after that I had to have knee surgery and so that was like uh, six to eight months of like you know like recovery and rehabbing and stuff like that and uh so it was just like it was a long period of time and then after that it was kind of just like trying to start feeling like I could be competitive again and I and then eventually I was just like I feel like I'm spinning my wheels and so I had to kind of like put my name in for 
uh, you know, for a fight because like nobody's asking about you if you're on hiatus and so, yeah. or they don't know that like you're active. And so like you have to kind of like make it happen for yourself sometimes. Yeah. Um, and then once you do one fight, then people are like, they start asking you again and you're just like, all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. Um, it feels good to be doing it again. I think that uh, ring rust is a real thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm hoping that maybe this next one I'll do a little bit better. Um, uh, you know, like a win's a win, but I didn't feel super uh, like satisfied with my performance in the last fight. Um, so, you know, like it was, it was fine. Um, but I didn't feel like, uh, it was like half the game plan got done. And no. so, you know, so, well, yeah, but tell, as a matter of fact, yeah, tell us how we can reach you, like how everybody can reach you or, um, okay. So, uh, basically like, uh, my Instagram is Rhoda Perdition. That's R H O D A P E R D I T I O N. Um, and I basically like, I post a lot of artwork there. Um, also just like shit tons of pictures of my cat cause he's awesome. Um, <laughs> and also that's what Instagram is for. Uh, and then, um, I also, uh, my website is rodaperdition.com. That's the same R H O D A P E R D I T I O N. We're at a spelling bee right now. I'm like getting like, like the sweats. I'm just like, like xylocarp. Like, yeah. So it's it's my website. You can find the comic on there. You can also find the comic at a bunch of different bookstores and comic book stores. So it's at Rock Coco's and Time Capsule and Spring Street Books in Newport. Uh, Stillwater Books in Pawtucket, and um, uh, 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 Books on the Square in Wayland Square. Um, right on. Uh, and, you know, I'm going to try and get it to uh, more bookstores and stuff, but um, it is really hit or miss with, uh, like, what people are interested in, what they're going to carry. So it's kind of like, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it is how it is. I, I will get my copy. I have it. You can have. <laughs> Even better, yeah. So we're going to move on to uh, question of the week. Uh, last week's question was, uh, what was your favorite year in gaming? I know you said 2001. Yep. Mine's was 2018, last mm-hmm. year. So uh, Jordan Too Cool said 2001 or 2002. Mm-hmm. Random Ramblers with Rob says, all of them. I like to get. I like the games all the time. More excited for what's to come. If anything, whenever the OG Xbox and N sixty four was out, I think that that was the most fun playing games. That he had the most fun playing games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wrestling Cup Classic. Uh, you should follow them on YouTube as well. Like they uh, contacted us from uh, Victor's Fire Pro Wrestling Tournament. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they said 1997 to 1999 because of Metal Gear, Metal Gear, WCW, NWO Revenge, Zelda, best year in gaming hands down. Mm. Crafty Canto says the 80s. Kevin uh, K Crow 27 says tw- 2007 and pretty much all of the 2000s. Eddie Rodolph from the Party Nerd says 2004 because of, because of San Andreas, Fight Night for Fight Night 04, Burnout 3. NFL Street, MK Deception, just to name a few. 2001 is a close second. But then he says, 
Okay, I actually have to backtrack and change my pick. 2007 is my best year ever. Modern Warfare, Bioshock, Mario Galaxy, Orange Box, Halo 3, God of War 2, Oblivion, Rock Band, Guitar Hero, and Uncharted 1. And Jorge of the Party Nerds also says year 2000 because of Diablo 2 for PC, Marvel vs. Capcom 2, and Command & Conquer 2, Red Alert. Okay, right on. All right. So this year, so this week's question of the week: What is a confession that will get your nerd card revoked? Hmm. Interesting. I just thought about this one five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I gotta think about this one. Nerd confession that would get my nerd card revoked. Allison, you want to tackle this one? Oh, my God. I feel like there are so many that I could <laughs> make. It, things like, uh, you know, um, that I feel like uh, when you kind of, like, fall off with a comic book series or, like, you know, just the general, like, landscape of, like, a Marvel or a DC or something like that, yeah. uh, it's, like you miss like two years of a soap opera and you just can't get back into it. And that happens to me like every like five years or so where I'm just like, I'm done with comics or like done with like, you know, sort of like the, the monthly comics. And it's basically at that point, all just sort of like graphic novels because I'm like, I can read this like in one shot and I don't have to follow anything uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's like it's like with graphic novels, you get the whole series. It's like watching it on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like I don't want to put in the effort of like reading a comic every month or like going to pick it up. It, I used to enjoy that, and you know, and then like the comic book store that I used to go to like closed very suddenly, and I was like went several times like during open hours. And I was, like, looking in the window, like, at my folder, which I could see from behind the desk. And I was just like, my comics. <laughs> <laughs> but after that, I was just like, fuck comics. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was just so bitter and sad. And uh, so, yeah, that's, um, like, the times when I'm just like, fuck comics. It's like, yeah, I should. <laughs> that makes me feel guilty. <laughs> Mine? I have never beat Super Mario 1. Okay. For the NES? Yeah. Me neither. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're not the only one. Oh, whoa. <laughs> I think it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Any NES games were hard as they shit. Are. Yeah. You know what? Because you got... Stupid duck hunt with a stupid dog. Oh, just fucking laughing. I hate you. that dog. <laughs> I, I'm sorry for anybody who's an animal activist. Uh. But damn it, I wanted to shoot the hell out of that dog. <laughs> as did millions like, of people. Like, you little shit. I swear to God. <laughs> laughing at my aim. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, oh. Not to mention back then, you only had three lives to finish a game. Yeah, that's true. That's Aww. it. And if you got an yeah. extra life, it was like, whew, like Christmas. Yeah. Oh, man. What would what would get my nerd card revoked? Well, uh, I really liked the director's cut of the 2003 Ben Affleck's Daredevil film. Sir! <laughs> I own... Sir! I, there was one point in my life, right? 
I owned the two disc edition, DVD edition of the of the original cut of Daredevil, and I bought the director's cut on DVD three years later. Sir, they're not in my collection anymore. <laughs> you ought to be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> and 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 also, ironically enough, Ben Affleck's Daredevil got me into buying graphic novels on a regular basis. It was that film. I'm leaving. Wow. Wow. Oh, I got another one. Oh, yeah. Okay. I think that most like modern anime, like from like year like two thousand and five to now, mm-hmm. is crap. I'm sorry, I can't watch it. It's unwatchable. Really? Yeah. Really? Like, like, like Naruto? I I tried. I like I taught uh, like um, after school comics, and I was just like. I have to watch what the kids are watching because I need to like connect it with them on their level. And I tried to watch Naruto. And I was like, this show is boring as shit. I fucking hate it. I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. It's wow. like, I don't, it like the format is like, you know, the same as like sort of Dragon Ball Z where it's like, you have like people that uh, just like stare at each other and mm-hmm. taunt each other. And then they fight for like two seconds and it's just like, da, 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 da. and then it's like, ha, ha. Yeah. And then, you know, and then you get like some backstory or something. I don't know. It, I'm just like, I can't deal with this at all. It's like, you know, or you have like a a show. I'm so sorry. Like, I know that some of my uh, my teammates are going to hate me for this, but like, I can't deal with like one piece. It's like, if you have 500 fucking episodes, what's the point of your show? <laughs> like, what the? What's the what's show? One Piece. One I've piece. heard of it. Hmm. Yeah. So wow. like people really love One Piece and I'm just mm-hmm. like. I can't, I can't, I can't do it. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Like another thing, I do want to get into is a, a couple of answers from your uh, Ariasta challenge. Oh, Ooh. nice. <laughs> okay, yes. So we got th- this one's from Facebook. Okay. Nick Quattrini, Nick Quattrini says, "Shout out to him. I haven't seen, I heard from him in a long, in a while." Mm. I watched the second one, which was Hereditary. Right on. Never heard of the first one, which is the Johnsons. Yep. And the third one might be difficult if it's still in theaters. It looked dumb from the trailer. But then when I heard what it w- heard what it was about, something about a cult in Europe. Yep. Sweden. I was like, oh, so it's something like Hostel or Green Inferno. I watch it. Um, it's definitely not like uh, Green Inferno. N- not, not at all. But it's definitely... Uh, very dark and disturbing in its own way. Green Room wasn't that the one where Patrick Stewart play, played a neo-Nazi? I think it was Green Room. Green Room. Green Room. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Green Inferno was Eli Roth. It was about like the okay. the the kids, the the teens who went inside uh, this jungle full of cannibals. You know. Yeah. Those jungles always full of cannibals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Natasha, Natasha That's a trope. Frazier, <laughs> Natasha Frazier says he's sick. Strange things about the Johnsons, all set. <laughs> That's just Facebook. Mm. Instagram, on the other hand, I think I'm pretty sure that there was replies for it. Yeah, there was a few. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Random Ramblers with Rob. Right. Shout out to him. Says, I can, but I don't want to. Come on, Rob. <laughs> don't be brave. You can do it. Why do you hate fun? <laughs> he, 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 it's, mean, it's okay. I'm probably not gonna. That's because he put he made your face old. <laughs> it's, 
Yo, that was like staring. In, that was like staring into the future. Don't do the thing. I don't, did it. Don't do the, it. Who knows what they're collecting that data for? <laughs> they're gonna find. Listen, they'll look at mines. Where's my tinfoil hat? Mines will be that, just a waste of time. Oh no, the tinfoil hat. That's for the Area Fifty One raid. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Are you ready? <laughs> Are you ready? September Are we going? 20th, <laughs> I, I will probably I will stand by the TV <laughs> just to see if some people are actually crazy enough to do it. Oh, if you see a, see a live action snuff film? No, no, way. it's just gonna be oh a big bomb. That's all. They're like they can't stop all of us. You know, you ever heard of a bomb? I, I think that almost everybody is not serious. No, nah, they and say it's supposed they, to be yeah. a joke, but yeah, it's yeah. like <laughs> they, I, I believe, I'm pretty sure that there are some people who will go to Nevada just to look. And I'm like, I hope that they go and then just have like a rave, like kind of near it, you know, where you just like dress up like an alien and then like have like glow sticks and stuff. Yeah, like well, I don't see anything wrong with that. Um, yeah, <laughs> Three Boys Me says the Johnsons was hard to watch. Hereditary, amazing. I just need to watch Midsommar. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Statues Yoki says, I'm not watching the Johnson's ones. I already watched the other two. Okay. So she she only has one more in the tank. Is Midsummer is it kinda like like Wicker Man, but like grosser? Yeah. That's okay. a great way of just describing it. Okay. Cause like I don't know. Mm. There's like there's something about like sort of the uh like weird like folksy pagan uh cult tropes that like make me like i don't know if you've ever watched like the original wicker man it's Mm -hmm. like you you cannot wait for that cop to die because he's just like he's gone to like the island and they're just like oh we like you know the uh we like to have free love and like wander around be naked and like you know grow fruit or whatever i don't know Mm -hmm. um and you know and they like worship like some pagan gods or some shit like that and they have like their wicker man festival but he's like there are children on this island who have never heard of jesus and like the veins are popping out of his face <laughs> and you're like it not everybody believes in jesus dude but yeah. like he couldn't he couldn't handle it and i'm just like he needs to go <laughs> like, yeah oh I've, i I've, i really want to see the nicholas cage one Wait, you haven't? I have not. Oh, that's a bad movie that you're gonna really enjoy. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> the Beast, not the Beast. That's where that's from. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got. Oh. Wait, the Nicolas Cage uh, Beast don't me? work like yeah. that. <laughs> Is that where that came from? Yeah, the yeah. Wicker Man remake. They put like so like he's that. got like this weird like fucking jar thing on his head and then mm-hmm. they like pour bees into it, but you can't pour bees into anything. Yeah. But like. <laughs> It still happens, and he's just like, no, not the beast. Oh, I got to see that. I'm a Nicolas Cage so fan. good. Why haven't I seen this yet? I, I, love, see this. I love Gone in 60 Seconds. And National <laughs> Treasure. I haven't oh seen either God. one of those. I think National Treasure is on Netflix. Okay, yeah. Okay, Wicker Man. I, I'm, that's Do on it. my list. Do it, and then get that. back to me. Oh, <laughs> I can't uh, Allison, thank you for coming on to Thank you show. so much oh, for having me. I had so much fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we had a fun show, man, but it was uh, tons of fun with having you on here. Um, mm-hmm. You can catch us on YouTube, obviously Facebook Live. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into the chat. Mm-hmm. Um, what else we got on? Some, oh, some, shout some, out to, to Ronnie. Hi, Ronnie. Ronnie. <laughs> 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 
uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, leave us that five-star review, uh, Google Play, and Spotify. Spotify! Yeah. Spotify! Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Titles next. Yeah. Hey, hey, let's get that Jay-Z money. Yeah. And um, should we just tell them what next week is going to be about so they can, we can have some preparation? Sure, yeah. Well, we missed the exact date, but this year marks the 30-year anniversary of the first Batman Tim Burton, the Tim Burton film yep. with Michael Keaton. Batman '89. So we're next week, thirty years of Batman. Yep. Wow. Yeah, and we're gonna review Tim Burton's Batman '89. Awesome. I'm gonna listen. To I'm gonna talk all Batman. Awesome. I'm gonna watch them all. Oh, Tim yeah. Burton, Joe Schumacher, Chris Nolan. Mm-hmm. Oh. Nipples. The bat <laughs> nipples. Yep, bat nipples. Oh my god, Batman and Robin is so unwatchable, but like. Jim, no. It is because of 90s Jim Carrey. Uh, oh, no. I'm, 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 I mean, Batman Forever, like, okay. he was great. In, he was, Jim Carrey was great in that, but I'm talking about Batman and Robin with Arnold Schwarzenegger. All as right, Pace. everyone. Chill. What? The Iceman cometh. What's killed the dinosaurs? The Ice, Ice Age. <laughs> sing louder, sing. <laughs> God, what a great... What else? 30 years of Batman. 30 years of Batman films. Oh, hey, I am down for the for the cause. Absolutely. Tune in next week. And then you can find us on Instagram and on all social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah the main one, the three main ones. Yep. And of course, email us at codexprimepodcast at gmail.com. Yes, yeah. So uh, once again, uh, thank you all for watching. Thank you for listening. Thank, thank you, Allison. Allison. Thank you. Um, Good luck on your fighting in six weeks. Thanks. Oh yes. Hope, hope and uh, and also, uh, be sure to pick up your copy of Hungry Ghost on store shelves now. About to get mine signed yeah. right now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And as always, we will catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later. <laughs>